0: strong, always, no matter what I face, you've been there to bring me through just fine, on time, it took a while to see that your love was true, now no one can. perfect it's what you gave for all the world to see now no one say. Hey, this is James Henry with I Wish I Had a Little Bit More Time, and that was BB and Cece Winans, Close to You. I absolutely love that song, and I wanted to share it with you. Hello, my listeners. I know it's past Valentine's Day weekend, and I hope that you're experiencing compassion, joy, and love in a special way, either from one another or from your own personal well-being. And I hope that you've felt the touch of God in your life this week. For me, beloved, it's been a very difficult past week. Sometimes, I tell you, in preparation of these reflections and theological discussions, I am taken to a very painful and uncomfortable place. And this week, as we continue with the series, Don't Stop Believing, I want us to consider the time to pass through. A time to move on, to move forward, to break through, and or a time to overcome. I realize that moving forward can be difficult when you're stuck in the past. The pain that we shoulder, it pulls on us in weighs heavy, like a heavy-drenched crew neck sweatshirt. I tell you, as I was collaborating with God this week, I was led to revisit some painful areas in my life that I didn't realize were affecting me they were affecting me and I didn't realize it until I really had to just sit in that pain categorically I have been irritable and moody and this is the weekend of love making it was the weekend of love making yet I was making tears because my life has not always been fair, and it hurts. I was touched by a powerful testimony this week. It was from Judith Halem, and that's H-A-L-I-M. Her video was public, it was on YouTube, and it showed up on my YouTube feed, and I watched her story. It was an amazing one. Here. I was listening as this woman sat in an interview-style monologue walking listeners through her young adulthood life, which was full of misery, full of betrayal, full of grief, and full of depression. As she spoke, you could feel the wretchedness of her circumstances in the pit of your stomach, and it rose high to the tip of your throat. Coercing some spit swallows and some gagging, this woman went through so much that she only had one solution for herself, and she reflect, reflected that it was to die. Watching her story and sitting in my own story of loneliness, I am thinking, how do we survive when life is unfair? If you've been following along with me in this series then you know we have been looking at Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. The author of Hebrews was writing to his fellows, the Jewish Christians, whom were facing a crisis of faith. Here they were serving Jesus and participating in the new way in Jerusalem, following Jesus' commandments. James, Jesus' brother, during this timeline was recently killed and he was the bishop of the church in Jerusalem. Their home was seized by the Roman Empire and their temple was once again destroyed. The Hebrews were broken. They were hopeless, hurting, and they were hindered. And they were in imminent danger from walking away from their faith. I tell you, I empathize with the readers of Hebrews because being in a place of constant struggle it can constantly test our faith life seems to be full of the have and the have nots and when you're not one of and when you're one of the have nots it can be hard to find that encouragement to move forward when the circumstances of life seem to collide like the Bermuda Triangle and you feel that you can never get ahead in life but rather you are barely staying afloat, the heart can cocoon over a faith-filled heart. I know that because as a Christian, living now for over three decades, I can tell you that the Christian life is hard. Delaying gratification is hard. Experiencing the tension of earthly lust versus divine reward is hard. Yea, the Christian life is hard because we feel God's glory beyond this place, but we experience the challenges of the present. We feel God's glory in this place, but we experience the challenges of the present. Well, I want to tell you today don't put yourself in a prison. Life is never consistent with what we have been shown. You see, one of the biggest lies from the devil is that your life is over. That you have no way out of your troubles. That, you've, that you should give up. That you are worthless. That you will always be unhappy. That you will never make enough money. Or that you've messed up so many times that God will never accept you. Or that he will reject you or never come to find you. The devil is a liar. No matter how tough the situation is right now in your life, understand that life is never consistent with what we have been shown. Remember with me the story of Joseph in Genesis. He was left for dead and later sold into slavery by his brothers and was brought to a land different from his own. But he survived and he began to thrive. But then he was accused for crimes against the throne that he didn't commit in Egypt. And he was imprisoned in the deepest depths of the prison to rot and be forgotten about. But all things were restored to him. He rose again to be successor and even protector over his family. In our testimony that I shared with you about Judith Halem, she was going to kill herself. She was left by the man she loved for another. A single mother of a special needs child with no way to provide for herself or her sick baby. A failed business and so much shame, she was in deep depression with no support system. The day she was going to end it all, she gets a call from an insurance salesman that invites her to his church. Judith decides to go to the service and she doesn't understand the language of the preacher. She was only thinking of ending her life in service. But then Jesus happened. Judith recounts how Jesus happened. She was only thinking of ending her life, but Jesus happened. Judith said she felt his peace. Not knowing who Jesus is, she felt peace. Where her heart was once broken and burdened, she felt peace. And understanding that it was a divine touch from God, she said, if Jesus was the one that lifted my burden, then I need him. I need him. And like Judith says, and I agree with her, Jesus is the true home for God's people. The book of Hebrews gives us a word directly from heaven that Christ is greater than. He is greater than. Let me say it again. Christ is greater than. We find out in the he, in Hebrews that he is greater than the angels. He's greater than Moses. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter 4 that we're in, he's greater than Joshua and the rest that came through Joshua. He has provided a greater rest. He is greater than all the priests of the Bible. Christ brings a greater covenant, a covenant that leads us straight to God, straight to the right hand of God to receive his mercy and his grace. Christ offers his sacrifice in a bigger sanctuary. Christ offers a bigger sacrifice everything about christ is magnificent and we gain rest through him most merciful we can count on him always for his intercession for us as we look back in the history pages at the prophet isaiah in chapter 35 and 10 it says and the ransomed of the lord will return and come to Zion with singing, crowned with unending joy. Joy and gladness will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee. Jesus is the only home for the people of God. It says joy and gladness will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee. By the will of Jesus Christ, we will be crowned with an unending joy. Joy and gladness, it says, will overtake them. Jesus is our true home. It's possible that in our times of despair, we think too little of Jesus. Like the disciples trembling on the boat when the winds and the seas were raging in a storm, and Jesus was asleep on the boat, the disciples thought, They thought they were going to die, but Jesus woke up and rebuked the winds and seas. They becoming calm in an instant. Jesus is far bigger than we imagine. Oh my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just got a vision. We are like the wind in the seas. Uproaring, raging over... Over the circumstances of life that have us oppressed, that have us burdened, that have us challenged and constantly tempted. During our times of temptation and persecution, we are roaring like the raging of a sea that is about to tip over a boat and that can kill if we allow ourselves to to delve deeper into the the uproar of the nature of even ourselves but Jesus as we call on Jesus he has the power to calm and silence our waves he is far bigger than we imagine he is be he being able to resist some temptation By making us beneficiaries of the kingdom of heaven has provided a way for us to overcome temptation and persecution through his supreme goodness. It's not that we are good. It's that he is good, and that as we align ourselves with him, we are now beneficiaries of the blessings that come from his goodness. That's why the authorites come to the throne of grace with confidence, because Jesus made God's mercy and God's grace available to us whenever we need it. You can call on him in the morning. You can call on him in the afternoon. You can call on him in the evening or at midnight at the table or on a flight. By his sacrifice, he has granted us unlimited access to the throne of grace. So that's why I want to share with you. In a time to pass through faith is central to the is the central emphasis of Christianity. Faith is a central emphasis of Christianity. Beloved, we have a call to persevere and to never stop believing. I want to give you six principles. Listen to what we have heard today. Listen to the word of God today. Listen to what he is saying. He's saying, Come with boldness. Come with, with confidence. Come. You are invited to come and receive my mercy, my compassion, my love. It is freeing. I will never reject you. I will never, I will never turn you away. No, but I will give you what you need to pass through your situation. I will give you what you need to stay strong. By the by by the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We have to listen to what we have heard because it is the, the word of God that strengthens our faith. It is the word today that we were receiving in the Hebrews letter that says that Jesus is the way to pass through being that he is the only one to pass into heaven because of his son, uh, obedient sonship that now by him we have been made beneficiaries to that and we have a way too to pass through to to the heavens to receive the mercy and grace that we have uh, that we need in the time of need we have to listen to what we have heard faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god hallelujah in this place we have to exhort one another every day. We have to encourage and, and lift each other. I saw this leadership principle that says we are lifting each other up. Leaders, true leaders, true true servants lit, work to lift and encourage those um, when they are down. When they, It's not kicking somebody when it's down. It's lifting them up when they are down. We are... Have been given each other as a gift. We don't treat each other as a gift, but we have been given each other. We have been given community as a gift to lift us up. And so let us practice and urge on encouraging one another each and every day, for when we when we are able to to lean our burdens upon the shoulders of others, uh, to help us carry that weight. You can feel even how we get lighter. We have to exhort one another every day. We have to hold fast to our confession. Faith is a central emphasis in Christianity. Faith. Without faith, we can't please God. So we have to hold fast to our confession. We do that by remembering what it was uh, that saved us. Remembering, like Judith said, it was the peace of God that, that unburdened my heart. And it was him that I needed. We need Jesus. We need a little bit more Jesus. And we need to hold fast to our confession. Because without faith, we cannot please God. We have to desire spiritual challenges. This was a tough one for me. Why would I want challenges? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's in the challenges of life that we grow. It is in the challenges of life that we become stronger when we become, when we develop solutions on how to overcome those challenges. So we ought to desire spiritual challenges because it's what leads to spiritual maturity, which is what leads to that overall peace in the midst of every storm that you will encounter. We have to desire those spiritual challenges from God. Do not grow weary or faint-hearted. Do not become tired. Do not become exhausted. Because it's in those vulnerable moments where the devil will try and trick you to become double-minded. I think of Eve in the garden. I think of how the snake approached Eve when she was not with Adam. The snake came to Eve in a vulnerable moment and he was able to kind of twist the the word of God in her mind that led to the fall of man. We need to be strong. We need to put the full armor of God upon ourselves so that we can so that we can grow not weary, but we can grow strong in the midst of our battles that we face, the spiritual battles that we face and never be faint-hearted for it is God who will cocoon and and Wrap his hands around our heart, protecting it from all the evils of this world. And number five, number six says, Do not be led away by strange or false teachings. Teachings that say that you need to you need to work. To be able to receive the favor and the grace from God. No, it's by Jesus Christ. It's by believing in Jesus Christ. This text lets us know that Jesus is above all things. That Jesus is the Christ head. That Jesus is the Messiah. It is the Jesus who's the magnificent one. It is Jesus. And by the name of Jesus. He says, ask for anything in my name. And by the glory, uh, to bring glory onto the Father. It will be added to onto you. It's Jesus. Do not be led away by strange and false teaching that says that it's anything other than Jesus that you need to receive mercy and grace from God. It is he that 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 helps us to pass through and it is time to pass through our painful circumstances. That's the word of God today, and Jesus is all that we need to do it. Come to me, he says, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Your story, beloved, whatever it is, is so important and critical to the work of the kingdom. Your story is unique and special because the circumstances you have have been shared by you and by Christ. For he was with God in the beginning and he is the creator of all things. Amen. As we read in Psalms 3, 3 and 4. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. God isn't God. Don't lose heart, beloved, for he is here. He is with you, and your story is important. You may not be where you are, where you want to be in life. You may see your friends around you succeeding in places that you wish you were currently succeeding in. But know that your specific story and the uniquenesses of it is everything. It is so important to the work and to the kingdom of God that you are having breath in your body right now. You see, with Jesus, there is no have-nots and there is, there, there's, there's only halves. With Jesus, there are no have-nots, only halves you are a have h-a-v-e and you can come to his throne to receive his goodness for he is a just god providing salvation for his faithful his beloved happy valentine's day weekend as we progress this year god loves you today and he is working to restore all that has been lost Because he has passed through. We too can pass through. And I tell you today, endure, endure, endure. Amen. As we are wrapping up this series next, I'll be discussing a time to rest. After we have passed through. Knowing that faith is central to, our, to Christianity and it is by faith that we pass through. Knowing that, know this today, that there is a time to rest and that is coming. I will see you next time. God bless you.